0: Podcast. We are Tate the Black and I'm your host Razor. And I'm here with Annie Bundle, Isis, whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday, Isis. Thank you. And we're we're also here with Corey Thone, first of his name, and Corey Smith, the bastard of Texas, who, man, he just keeps trying to climb up that ladder, but the man, Corey Thone, keeps pushing him back down. Anyway, uh, so we got a lot to talk about tonight on Tate the Black. We've got Some Emmy talk to go through, and we've got some spoilers to talk about, but we will warn you before we go through the spoilers, so you're all prepared for that. But first, let's get into the Emmys. Now, Annie, as our resident Emmy expert, I'd like you to start this off. Now, it's this Sunday, correct? Okay,
1: the Emmys are split into two parts. The primetime Emmys are this Sunday. The creative arts Emmys, which are all those Emmys for the actual arts that go into making television, but that most of the general public doesn't care about, like mm-hmm. sound, lighting, uh, makeup, you know, stunts. All of those Emmys were actually held last weekend. And they're going to air, a con- basically they happened over two nights, because there's a lot of them. And they're going to condense that down into one broadcast, which will be shown on FX um on Saturday,
0: and we won. Uh, yes,
1: a Game of Thrones won nine Emmys over the course yes. of the two evenings. Um, they took outstanding casting. Um, for you know, uh, casting like Bella uh, Bella Ramsey, um, outstanding makeup, uh, prosthetic makeup, costumes of course because I mean seriously costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually for Michelle Clapton for the costumes she did when she came back. Um, for the finale. Um, so that's like Cersei's, uh, Cersei's dress in the finale and Margaery's oh, yeah. dress and Danny's dress as she's coming across the narrow sea. Yeah, those ones. Um, production design, stunt coordination, of course. If Game of Thrones wins everything for stunts all the time. Special visual effects, um, you know, camera editing, sound mixing, all of those kinds of things. So basically they won nine Emmys. Now, here's the thing, though. At the end of last year's Emmys, They were tied for all-time Emmys ever with Hill Street Blues and the West Wing at 26 Emmys all-time. They had also broken the record for the most Emmys ever won in a single season, which was 12. That's how much they have, and that's now the record. So they only had to win one Emmy last weekend in order to break the all-time, you know, all-across-seasons record. And they won nine. (laughs) So now they hold the record at 35 Emmys over the course of the seasons with two more seasons to go and another night of Emmys to still win. You know, they still have quite a few that they are up for this coming Sunday, which they haven't won, which they haven't, you know, we don't know who's won yet. And that's directing. Um, There's actually two that are up for directing. It's actually up against itself, The Door and the Battle of the Bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, for supporting actor and supporting actress, of course, because uh, due to the way that supporting due to the way that lead actor is defined, no one in Game of Thrones is a lead because no one is on camera long enough. It's about how right. much camera time you have and how much dialogue you have. And there's just nobody qualifies. So everybody ends up in the supporting actor and supporting actress category. Peter Dinklage is in the supporting actor category. He's been there basically, I think, every year except one. Um, Kit Harrington is there for the first time. Uh, in supporting actress, we have Lena Headey, who was there last year, Amelia Clark, who has been there a couple times now, and Maisie Williams as the newcomer. Wow. So, yeah, the three, there's a level where, you know, out of six actresses, three of them are on Game of Thrones, but, so there's, you know, you, you'd think that means that we have a one in two chance of winning, but at the same time, that also means that they're splitting the Game of Thrones vote. So
0: That's true. So,
1: the fact of the matter is it might work against them, and they'll all lose to Maggie Smith. Um, <laughs> and honestly, if they all lose to Maggie Smith, I think we'll all be fine with that, since that she was fantastic in the last season of Downton. Um Absolutely. For Outstanding Writing, Battle of the Bastards, um, Outstanding Drama Series all over. Um, And those are basically what's up for next Sunday, for this coming Sunday.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at Outstanding Drama Series, and we're up against Homeland, House of Cards, Mr. Robot, The Americans, Better Call Saul, and Downton Abbey. Uh,
1: Yeah, the thing about Downton Abbey is that this is Downton Abbey's final year, right? Right. And Mm -hmm. so, like, there's a very, you know, the Emmy voters – Uh, in years past have been very sympathetic towards a show in its final year and much more likely to vote for a show in its final year. So even though, like, Homeland and House of Cards, you know, those have won Emmys before, and, you know, Mr. Robot is a newcomer, and it's really cool that it's there, but, honestly, Game of Thrones' biggest competition, as far as I'm concerned, is Downton Abbey, and Downton Abbey basically getting the, oh, it was the final season sympathy vote.
0: Right, but then it again, was a, it was a good final it season. It was,
1: too. but you know, I th- I also thought that last year with Madman. I assumed Mad Men would just sweep the drama categories because everybody just hand them all the the Emmys and be like, hey, it was your last season. You were great here. This is basically for being so awesome all these years. And Game of Thrones just mowed them on down. So, (laughs) you know, I honestly, I don't know. I I couldn't tell you. The fact of the matter is, is the Emmy voting block changed radically last year. And so it's a lot harder now to predict than it used to be you know you know we've all heard about oscars so white and how the oscar voting block desperately needs to be diversified and bring in younger mm-hmm. people well that's basically what the emmys did last year and that ah. produced the game of thrones basic runaway that happened Instead of all of these older Emmy voters, you know, voting for Mad Men not because it was good, but because they felt it deserved it, there were all right. these younger people who were in and going, "Well, screw that shit. I just want to vote for no. I'm voting for Game of Thrones, right?" <laughs> and so, for all we know, that will happen this year too. Or for all we know, they might be like, "Dude, did you all see Mr. Robot?" So you know, you, yeah, sure. right now it's really hard to tell. I think we need about five years of this new voting block to kind of pass before we can really make a good prediction about which way it will go.
0: That's a good point. Um, now, when you, when you're talking about best supporting actors, uh, we talked about a little bit, this a little bit of this yesterday with ISIS. Um, it's kind of Kit Harrington's year to win this, right? Like this, he really, he really shined in season six.
1: Um, if Kit Harrington doesn't win this year, Kit Harrington will never win. Right. That's basically my take. And, Outstanding Supporting Actor is one of the very few where there isn't a Downton Abbey equivalent to take it out. Like, there's Better Call Saul, which is only a couple years old. There's Bloodline, which is new. You know, there's, you know, maybe John Voight or Michael Kelly will take it for Roy Donovan, Ray Donovan or House of Cards, you know. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's... In in as far as I can see, it this is the one category where Game of Thrones is most likely going to win, and it's a question of whether the Emmy voters decide to stick with Peter Dinklage or give it to Kit.
2: I don't know. Wow. I, I will say that I I think that there will be a bit of a vote split with uh, Kit and Peter, and that I personally feel like Jonathan Banks should have won it last year for oh, Better Call Saul, and and I think that a lot of people. My vote for cock. he is so amazing as Mike Garman really Travis. And that episode last year where we got his whole backstory and you find out about his son and why he stays in, you know, the area he stays in everything. I feel like he might be the dark horse to take that from Game of Thrones. So I think he'd be the one to watch out for. I don't see Michael That's Kelly I don't see Michael Kelly winning for House of Cards. Um uh, I don't think enough people have seen Bloodline. <laughs>
1: yeah no yeah, and it, honestly it straight up dance. like i very much believe that in the same way where i feel like mr robot like critics saw it and critics loved it and i feel like there are people now who i'm seeing who are catching up on mr robot but i just don't think there were enough people who saw it at the time do you know what i mean
0: my problem my problem was i watched the first season of mr robot i haven't watched the second season i just wasn't into it uh it's a good show don't get me wrong i think it's a high quality show i just wasn't into it um Better Call Saul definitely poses a threat to Game of Thrones. Uh, I just think that – you're right. I think if Kit doesn't win this year, unless unless they just give him a script in Season 7 or Season 8 where he just knocks it out of the park, where he's just heavily featured and as a king in the north or whatever, and he's got a lot of dialogue. I don't know. He just did so much this year, and he was – his talents were on – were on display from episode one just laying on the table, right? Mm -hmm. Laying in in the yard all the way through to when he he was accepting the King of the North, when they were making him King of the North. Every time he was on screen, it was just excellence. It was just... Perfect. He did. He did the. He did a great job, and I feel like he's grown through the seasons, and that's why I feel like this has to be his year to win it. Or you're right. I, I just don't see him winning it again. Well, remember um,
1: next year they're not going to qualify. Basically, season seven will start right true. after Emmy qualification cuts off. So not only does Game of Thrones go into see, uh, next year's uh, Emmys 2017 with nothing, but then when tw- Emmys 2018 comes around they basically will have been off the air from that season for a year and they will already be showing season eight, which will be very – I mean, that does work against you, Uh, you know, because people – one of the reasons why Game of Thrones did so well at the end of season five is because they timed it so that it was basically ending right as everybody voted. And Mm. this year, like, they did it like they were blatant. I mean, seriously, like, uh, Winds of Winter aired Sunday night. And your vote tallies had to be in Monday at 10 p.m. Wow! Like it was, it was like within 24 hours. They 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 cut it to the quick, but they they you know, and and because when you do that, like it's fresh in everybody's mind, so everybody votes for you. In this next next year that they're that they're eligible, 2018, they won't be fresh in everyone's mind. They'll be a year old stale, and we'll all be watching the end.
0: As far as best supporting actress goes, I've got to ask you this. Um, as much as I want to see Macy Williams oh,
1: – I would love uh, – if Macy Williams wins, you'll hear me screaming from DC.
0: I would love that. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. I would love it, but I just don't see how she can beat uh, Lena he- Lena Headey. He- 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 I don't see how she can do that, Like, especially with Winds of Winter, how she acted the hell out of that. That was amazing.
1: Honestly, I thought Lena Headey was going to take it last year for the, yeah. the walk of shame. I honestly thought she was going to take it. And, you know, people say that the whole body double thing worked against her. But, I mean, I honestly thought she was going to take it anyway, and she didn't. So, you know, in, in that category, I kind of wonder if the fact that they are all put jumbled up in the supporting actors category like that does work against them. And Lena and Amelia have both been splitting the vote. Like, they're always there together. You know, Peter basically had supporting actor to himself up till now. You know, yeah. so, like, this is the first time that he's had someone to vote split with. They've been vote splitting for I don't know how long. You know, so I, I just, you know, I want to see, May- I feel like in this in this case, Maisie has the better chance of winning because she's never been in this category before where okay. Clark and H- Heidi have both been overlooked already a couple of times, if that makes any yeah. sense. Like it people does. voting for the new blood. But, uh-huh. I mean, again, three of them in one category, all going against each other. If I really had to put money down, I'd put my money on Maggie Smith on principle that there's no, that that, that they're splitting the votes too hard. And I'm sorry to more Tierney and Constance. Zimmer. I do know you guys are great, and Unreal is amazing and hilarious, but seriously, um, I... I if Maggie Smith makes the flight across the pond, she's going to be handed an Emmy for doing <laughs> that. Um and actually that's the only thing going against going against her is that if she just, if she lets everybody know she's not coming to the Emmys, they might not vote for her just because they know she's not going to be there.
0: And Corey Zone, you you've got kind of a hot take. You don't think Amelia Clark should have been nominated.
2: I don't, yeah, I don't think she's a great actress. So I think her oh, scenes are okay. always I think her scenes are always really cheesy and she's very over the top. She's like someone who has always done stage and then is put directly into a movie or a show and nobody says, "Hey, tone it down now cuz the camera's here not all the way in the back." So, uh I think she's gotten better as the show has gone on, but the fact that she has been nominated more like this season more than this season I think is I don't know. I could think of other people. <laughs> Yeah.
0: I I see a lot of and I, I'm hesitant to call it hate on Amelia Clark, but it is it's it's, it's raid. Everybody's making the raid. Um, but Amelia, I see a lot of people hating on Amelia, Amelia Clark, especially on Reddit. And uh, what the hell? It was my haterade. Anyway, it was your haterade. <laughs> nice. Thanks for the sound effects, man. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I I just think that uh, Amelia Clark is a better actress than people give her credit for. I've always thought she does a great job with Daenerys and. Um starting off with episode one of season one, she was so meek and timid, just like she is in the books, and then she's grown. Um, that character has grown and so has Amelia Clark as an actress. I just think she's a great actress personally. But maybe maybe I'm letting my uh my Game of Thrones bias get in the way. I don't know. Probably maybe, maybe I am. I mean Probs. I I'll
3: take the middle ground I don't necessarily
1: terrible
0: actress. But well, I, I
3: I don't know that you would call her a great actress and nominate her for Emmys every single year. So I'm in the middle there.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's where I'm at. I, I, I would say that, you know, I honestly thought last year she didn't, she she shouldn't have been nominated. I thought Lena Headey should have had the category to herself and been able to take it, but she, uh but that's not how it worked. Um, This year I'm less against Amelia being there. Um, I don't think she was terrible, I actually really liked some of her scenes, even if, you know, all you had to do was stand there and let the fire be behind you. I mean, seriously, like, you all—he had to stand there and let the fire be behind you, that's pretty scary. Um, <laughs>
0: and she was butt naked too. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, seriously, I, 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 I give her props.
0: Um, Isis, we haven't heard from you yet, and before we, we wrap up the Emmy talk, uh, are you gonna be watching this Sunday night to see if your little cinnamon, bo- cinnamon bun wins? Isis, are you there? Have we lost Isis already? No, I'm here.
4: I had it on mute. There she is. I, had, I, was, <laughs> I have a cough, and I didn't want to cough in the mic, and so I put it on mute, and I forgot. Anyway, I was talking this whole time.
0: Anyway. You, can always,
4: you can always expect professionalism from Take the Black. <laughs> exactly. No, um, absolutely. I'm going to be watching, and not only that, but I'll be live-tweeting, which I believe that um, Annie Will be uh, live tweeting from the Cultress account, correct? That is correct, I will be. Yeah, so Amy's going to be going, she's going to be live tweeting from the Cultress account, um, the Twitter account. I will be live tweeting on my own account, which is I J A M E L T O N, if you want to go ahead and catch our live tweet and i am going to be looking forward to seeing my cinnamon bun and um i will also i, I want to see everybody from game of thrones well a lot of other actors cuz i watch a lot of other shows too but um absolutely this is going to be an awesome uh, you know especially since they're not going to be nominated next year cuz of where their show is going to fall um you know so i'm i'm really really excited about seeing uh, this year's Emmy and seeing who wins because I'm a fan of Downton Abbey too, so I can go either way. Like you guys, if you know Maggie Smith wins, then yay! <laughs> but, i would be happy. Uh, if yeah, it. but I just, um, it. but I'm really excited about it, and we will be live tweeting. So uh, if you want to check us out on the Culturist Twitter web uh, Twitter account or my own Twitter account, we will be doing that.
2: I just think it's am- right. I think it's amazing though. Just when you go and look at the nominees it's in the drama series. And you add that in with the limited series, and it's like, how am I supposed to watch? Like for Christ's sakes, Crackle has a, has a talk show nominated. You know, like <laughs> like there's there's so you got Crabble the American have
1: shows. It's a lie.
2: Com- comedians in Cars Getting Coffee is on Crackle. It's a Crackle original, and Isn't it's nominated.
1: Really, I, f- I never knew that. I assumed it was like a YouTube thing.
2: Outstanding <laughs> variety talk series. So you have The American Saul, Downton Abbey, Game of Thrones, Homeland, House of Cards, Mr. Robot. American Crime, Fargo, Night Manager, the O.J. Simpson thing, and Roots. How in the hell am I supposed to watch all this? Along with all the comedies (laughs) that are amazing, like Master of None and Modern Family and Silicon Valley and Transparent, Kibby Schmidt, Veep, Blackish? Like, how am I supposed to
4: watch all this? You're supposed to do it during the summer.
2: Oh, but I – no, I work a – I'm not a teacher. My girlfriend could, but I can't.
4: That's what they have DVRs
0: for. That's
2: true. Anyway – fill
0: that DVR up. Anyway, yeah, I agree with you. So there's a lot of of content, and uh, I think most people here would agree we are living in the golden age of television right now, uh, and Game of Thrones is one of the reasons why we're living in that golden age of television, HBO is. And uh, so um, it's hard to watch all these shows to keep updated and and to find out which shows you really like, and so when it comes to Emmy time, you just have to go with who you like and hope they win basically. Anyway – Let's move on to some Game of Thrones news. Uh, before we start this, I will preface this next part of Take the Black with a spoiler warning. If you don't want to hear spoilers for Season 7, please turn off the podcast now like you were listening in the first place. Um, go ahead and turn back. This is your one final warning. Uh, I don't want you to get spoiled, but there are some things we're going to talk about that's going to happen in Season 7 that we've gotten uh, wind of and uh, some pretty exciting stuff. So – Starting right off the bat, we've got some Euron Joy news to talk about. And Corey Smith, you wrote the article for Winners Coming on speculating on what might happen. So I'm going to let you take that away.
3: Yeah, so I mean, I think we kind of got the biggest spoilers of all as far as Euron goes. Um, it looks like Euron's basically going to be all over the place next season. Um, the spoilers that were leaked out said that Euron is going to team up with Cersei. Um, mm-hmm. we're not quite sure what form that takes, if it's just a, an alliance or if it's a marriage, but that they'll team up in some way to stop Danny's incoming invasion. Um, they all, Which we
0: all kind of assumed anyway. Right.
3: We, we had all kind of, you know, you can take a look. There's only so many players left on the board at this point. You know, Cersei's essentially on her own. And then you start looking at the, the enemies that Daenerys and her allies have, i.e. the Greyjoys siblings, Yara and Theon, you can kind of see a natural alliance would kind of start forming. You start looking at, you know, the writing on the wall, so to speak.
0: House Tyrell and the Sand Snakes are part of her alliance, too, and they hate Cersei, so yeah. Right.
3: So she, you know, Cersei's
0: basically out of allies. She's alienated everybody
3: except for Euron, Um, so she really didn't have any choice. So that that wasn't necessarily the big surprise. Um, The big surprise for me was that they said that at some point in the season euron is going to capture um one of his, either his niece or his nephew he's going to capture one of them so um you know we don't necessarily know which one it's going to be uh my guess would be that it would be yara um only because we've kind of seen um We've
0: seen Theon captured before, Right. Come on. We've
3: seen Theon captured. <laughs> He's basically been a screw up the whole series, you know. It, so it would seem kind of redundant to have him captured and then being tortured again. I mean, we've only got thirteen episodes left, so you know we got to do some new stuff. So my guess would be that Yara that's captured. Um, I, you know, how long she survives the captivity? I don't know. I, I mean, there's really not any point in and Euron keeping her alive
0: Euron did say when he when he got done getting drowned last season where are my niece and nephew let's go murder them
3: correct so and i can't imagine them taking off with however many ships they did you know and and getting to danny first improved his feelings towards them so i would imagine he captures her only to ex- execute her, you know shortly now after now do
0: you do you think he's going to capture her at sea in a sea battle or maybe I mean, Ironborn aren't really known for fighting on land that much, so where do you think this happens?
3: Yeah, see, and this was this was sort of the other kind of surprising spoiler. I mean, we all kind of assumed Euron's got ships, Danny's sailing over to Westeros, there's got to be some sort of sea battle, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We haven't seen yeah. a, a, a proper, you know, sea battle on the series. Battle of Blackwater was basically them just, you know, landing troops, and then, you know, the, even the Battle of Slaver's Bay was... You know, it was essentially just Danny, you know, her dragons burning the ship. So we've never seen ship-on-ship combat, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I assume that they're going to get into some sort of naval battle before she lands, and that's where Yara will be captured. Uh, The fact that Yara or Theon gets captured was kind of the the surprising twist for me because before that came out, I kind of assumed that it was essentially, you know, Euron would just go straight at Danny and get annihilated.
0: Right. You've been saying that for a while now. Right. And
3: sure, he might take out, you know, some of her friends on the way, or, you know, maybe if he's lucky, take out one of the dragons, but that he wouldn't survive their initial encounter. So to me, the fact that he kidnaps or captures one of the Greyjoys says that he's going to survive that initial encounter, which to me was kind of a shock. So...
0: What was the other major spoiler from this, uh, this this last round that had to do with Euron and a sand snake, right? Yeah,
3: so this is probably, you know, this is probably make people the most happy, uh, especially Thone, even though I know he had to step off. Uh, <laughs> the rumor says that Euron is going to kill one of the sand snakes. Uh, oh! So, which one, who, who knows, and honestly, I mean, it doesn't matter, really. I mean, all three of them are essentially you know, interchangeable. None of them are, you know, I essential.
0: Vote Abara. I vote a barra as well. <laughs> she She's the one I can't, I, I, I can't stand the most out of the Sand Snakes. Uh, not the actress. Keisha Castle Hughes is an amazing actress and she was great on roadies on Showtime, but as a Sand Snake, I just, she's got to go.
3: Yeah. And I mean, well, I mean, if you think as far as their importance to the plot, none of them have any more importance to the plot than any of the others. So, I mean, who knows which one he'll kill, but you know, the fact that he'll kill one is kind of telling in and of itself because then you start asking, well, did the Sand Snakes sail out to Danny's fleet? Uh, you know, did they go with Varus and we just didn't see him at the end? You know, where exactly is is Euron going to encounter one of the Sand Snakes in order to kill them? So, you know, does he stop? You know, because the Iron Islands, you have to sail south around Westeros, and you go right past Dorne. You know, if you're if you're going to potentially try to intercept Danny, so maybe he stops by, you know, Dorne on his way out to sea. I mean, to me, that was the hardest part to figure out was.
0: What if he just kills them all and we're only getting one? Con- we're only getting one rumor. Like he killed. Like what if he kills all of the sand? Snakes? Yeah, I mean
3: that would be the, the you know best case
0: scenario. I think it's basically like last but... season's. Uh, it's like it's like last <laughs> season's uh, premiere episode. Yeah. Where they killed they killed the Dorn storyline. Now all you have to do is go through and kill the sand snakes and Alaria, and it's all over.
3: Yeah. See, I mean, Alaria is the only one that you know you could make some sort of plot argument. You know that she kind of looks to be the. You know, leading Dorn. You know, you yeah. saw her seated. You know, when they met with uh, Olenna at the at the end of uh, season six, and she was kind of calling the shots, ringing the bell, all that stuff. So she's the only one I could see a little bit of plot armor on. But other than that, I mean, let's. I, I mean, couldn't I thought we were done with them before we started season six,
4: but unfortunately we weren't. So.
0: Isis, this is this is the first time you're hearing about this, right? Yeah.
4: So. Yeah, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. How, how do you feel about the potential loss of a sand snake and the kidnapping of a Greyjoy? Okay, I'm more upset about the kidnapping of a Greyjoy than I am about the sand snakes, and of I
0: course. will tell
4: you why because okay. I can deal with um, the, the sand snakes never coming back. I I really can. (laughs) If they never came back, I would be okay. I mean, I still think they're still badass. But if they didn't come back on the show, it would not hurt my my feelings whatsoever. But I feel like the Greyjoys still have a lot more story. There's more story to tell about them, and um, and I really feel like you know I would hate for either one, you know, brother or sister, to end up dead at the end. Uh, I'm I'm really. A big fan of Yara, so I hate mm-hmm. to say this, but i mean if if anybody's gonna die, you know, let it be her brother, or at least <laughs> that he sacri- like you know he sacrifices himself for his sister and and that would be you know he's already been making ways to redeem himself. this would right. just be another way where he redeems himself and really shows that hey i I told you I'm here for you, I am definitely here for you, so I really feel like um. It would it would make total sense uh, for there may be some, you know, there may be a capture of one of the Grey Joys or whatever. But if I had to choose, pick and choose between the Grey Joys and the Sand Snakes, pff, those bitches are gone. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I, good. But uh,
1: Annie, Annie were,
0: were you not looking forward to seeing the interaction between the Sand Snakes and Danny?
1: Um, You know, I kind of half hoped that the Sand Snakes would get confronted by Danny and snap and smack down the same way they were by a... By uh, uh, Lady Elena, like yeah. that, I would have liked. But you know, honestly, if if they get taken out by urian on, on, on his way over to see Danny, like I don't think anyone will cry. In fact, I no. think if they're taken out in the same way in episode one that Duran and uh, Tristan were, I think everyone will just laugh.
0: It'll be hilarious. It will. It will be comically it, it, bad. It, it, would be,
1: it would be. It would be. a comic book ender to a comic book ender. Um, <laughs> though I, I one thing though that uh, Corey said about um, he was thinking there would be a naval battle this year. You guys know you do know there's only one boat, right?
3: Yes, I know there's okay. only
1: one boat. I just want but to I, make sure you guys know on. there's only fucking one boat. There they don't have spring. two boats. That's they can the problem. Spring. They could spring
3: with it for another boat. Come on. They could CGI the shit out yeah. of that stuff, right? <laughs> CGI the shit out of
1: the one boat as it is. But the fact but... of the matter is, that they still only have one boat, and it's really hard <laughs> to do a two boat battle when you only have one. I mean, you know what? Maybe like how dare pack... you bring
0: logic into this? Into this? Into I'm this sorry. Maybe Black okay.
1: Sails could like lend them theirs. Now that Black Sails is off the air, Actually. I don't know. You know. But the fact of the matter is, is that until you have two boats, you can't make two boats pass each other on the water.
3: Well, I mean, the other option, and and that that does make sense. I wasn't, I was, you know, trying not to get too technical. But, uh, I mean, you could always have it, you know, there's all those islands, you know, the Stepstones, which are in between Westeros and Essos. So maybe they, you know, they land and you're on the Taksim on an island somewhere. Uh, I
1: I would actually buy that. And that might make sense of why the Canary Islands are a place that we're filming this year.
3: Yeah, because we've seen filming locations that, you know, several different filming locations that have beaches and islands. And so, you know, maybe they film a battle at one of those locations, and then the other location is wherever Danny lands in Westeros, because we know that's going to happen. So.
0: Well, let me ask you this, Corey Smith. Uh, in the books, whenever we have a major... Uh, naval force sailing across the narrow sea, they always get scattered, right? Through storms, right. like a Victorian, when he goes over into Dance with Dragons, uh, the Ironborn fleet gets scattered, and he ends up picking up a lot of, like, cogs and other sailing, like, uh, slaver ships and things like that to, to add to the Iron right. fleet. And then uh, also, Maybe we're looking at this, maybe we're looking at Danny's fleet being scattered. Yeah, and, and I mean,
3: that's not the only, I mean, when the, uh, the Golden Company comes over from Essos to Westeros, yes. They get scattered throughout the stepstones as well.
0: Where are my elephants?
3: Right. So yeah, you could definitely see something like that, uh, which would you know that would even up the odds, so to speak, because it it looked like Danny had you know a gazillion ships. So even against even if Euron somehow got his thousand, you know if if they get scattered and and they're divided, then that could make for a much more interesting battle, especially if. You know, say the dragons are on a different ship or even if the Greyjoys get scattered and they're isolated and away from Danny. I mean, so there's a lot of possibilities um, as far as that goes. It doesn't necessarily have to be the entire fleet versus the entire fleet um, type of thing. So, I mean, again, I just think it's interesting that Euron is going to survive because I didn't see that. As a possibility, so.
0: Well, I kind of was afraid they were going to dorn him, like the Ironborn. were going to be dorned, right? Uh, exactly. But um, I'm I'm excited to see what they can do with 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 uh, Euron. Uh, he's obviously a drastically different character from the books. We had that we had that one Winds of Winter chapter that was released that George R. R. Martin read at one of the cons, and it was a Euron chapter where he has like a Valyrian still set of armor, and he's got his brother Arian Dampere trapped in the in the ship, and he's torturing him, all that kind of stuff. So we know a little bit more about Euron, the crazy guy. Right? Uh, I would love to see that more of that on the show. I mean, obviously he's a little bit crazy. He killed his brother, and he's willing to murder his niece and nephew, uh, and he's willing to admit to it. He admits to kinslaying to all the Ironborn. They're just like, ah, eh, whatever. We're Ironborn. We don't care. Um, but, uh, I would like to see a little more crazy, uh, Euron, if he's gonna stay, stick around for next season, any length of time. Um, but, that's the big, huge spoiler, uh, news that we got last week, I believe it was, correct? Uh, yeah, it was, we, yeah, that was, uh, that last came Thursday. On, that, that came hot on the hills of Daenerys being at the Dragon Pit, uh, the big spoiler for that one uh she she ends up in Kings Landing at some point looking at the dragon pit we don't know how we don't know why or where right. or when actually but we know where uh and then we have some other news it, it concerns the cast members so again another major spoiler warning so turn back now but here we go um we've got uh some sightings conf- uh, conf- confirmed that um England who plays Jorah Mormont was seen in Belfast uh, he took a picture with a fan uh, at a restaurant, he was reading his Kindle, I believe, and uh, he took a picture, and they posted it on Instagram. So, Jorah Mormont is in Belfast, the, the, uh, fil- the production hub for Game of Thrones, where all the other actors are. And um, a surprise guy, a surprise actor was seen. Uh, the actor who plays uh, Gendry uh, – what is his name, uh, Annie? I'm, it's I'm, Joe up Dempsey. One. Dempsey, that's right, Joe Dempsey. Joe Dempsey was seen in Belfast. Now, I gotta admit the picture that was taken of him. It took me a minute to look at his face, and I was like, "Is that really Joe Dempsey? He looks really skinny, but uh I guess it I guess it was him, and so we have now Joe Dempsey who plays Gentry, has been seen in the production hub of Game of Thrones in Belfast. Now, it could be a troll job by the producers. Annie, you mentioned that it could be like uh, having uh Shay, like having like season.
1: having the actress who played Shay show up in Spain, yeah. put her in costume, and then not actually be you know basically have her play an extra while all of us sat around screaming, "Oh my God, Shay's back!" I mean, they love doing that. I mean, they what's took the, a picture. Because what's they the, took a picture with uh, Jason Moma the other week drinking, That's true. you know, That's and they was and he was like aloha, call Drogo, and you know, like, and of course everybody's like, well, you know, in Hawaiian. Aloha means hello and goodbye. Yeah, you know, like, dude? He's freaking having a beer. They're drinking. You know. Like. I
0: loved all the I loved all the speculation articles. Like, oh, is Khal Drogo coming back? Did Did Danny break the curse? Is he coming back from the dead, or is it gonna be a flashback? And no, he's there because he was filming Justice League right across the pond, and he came over to have a beer with his little buddy. Yep. <laughs> that's what That's what he was doing. But um. No, so Joe Dempsey, Gendry. So what's the biggest joke right now for Game of Thrones? It's a, it's its own meme. Uh, it's where's and Gendry? The He's still producers
1: Know rolling. it.
0: Yeah, the producers know this. It's like uh, Jon Snow is, is dead. He's dead. He's not coming back to life. I don't know why you keep asking this question. Right? That was the, that was the big thing last season. Mm-hmm. So and then of course they brought in Shay to, to troll us all. Now, obviously, this could be a troll job by uh, David Benioff and Dan Weiss. But what if it's legit? What? Let's talk about what if it is legit for a second. What if Joe Dempsey really is coming back to Game of Thrones Season 7? Let's talk about where we saw him last. Last time we saw he Gendry was
1: – He was rowing. (laughs) Okay. No, actually, to be completely serious, he was told by Melisandre to go back to King's Landing and stay there. Oh, Davos. Okay. Sorry. He was told to get away from Melisandre and to go back to King's Landing and stay there. Now, we have a rumor that, okay, we have a casting thing that says that we have a, a guard who's going to be startled by somebody. You know, and when we discussed that, Dan and I both said we thought it was Arya. You know, and the idea of Arya going to King's Landing to be the one to kill Cersei, right? Mm -hmm. So if Arya goes back to King's Landing, you know she's not going to go directly to the Red Keep. Where is she going to go? She's going to go hide where all the other assassins hide in Flea Bottom. Where is Gendry going to go? Where did Gendry come from? He came from Flea Flea Bottom. So there is a path to speculate that, in fact, this could be real. And that, in fact, Joe Dempsey is coming back and Arya will see him again um in King's Landing. She will run into him in Flea Bottom or something like that. Or maybe she'll need a blacksmith and she'll pop into a blacksmith shop and, hey, who, look at who's working the forge. You know, right. like there's a lot of there's a lot of. Vague pads. We could fanfic up and make this work.
0: And of course we will. And
1: of course we will because I mean seriously, it's a long, it's a it's a long what ten months, to nine yeah. and a half months if you want to be really, ju- it, yeah.
4: I ship it. I ship what you <laughs> <Ian> just said. <laughs> ISIS, does it does it are you excited to hear about Joe Dempsey showing up in Belfast? Do you hell's, want hells yes i'm I'm ready to like wrap that up. I mean, we've been talking about it for well, I mean it's been the butt of our jokes for years now, and yeah. um so I'm really interested to see what they do with him. this character who's been basically you know freaking rowing forever. he must have arms like i don't know bye yeah it it's gotta Popeye. be. Of a uh, of a right. but I really like the idea of him and, um, Aria crossing paths because I really feel like Arya, if she was going to need somebody to be on her side, that he would be like all in, you know, he would be the one to say, okay, Arya, you want to go and kill some motherfuckers? Let's do this. And, <laughs> and he would. And I, I think, cause I think he trusts her and, and, he, you know, I mean, he got him, she got him out of there where they were before. Um, so I really Aaron feel Hall. like, yeah, Aaron Hall, Thank you. Um, That's and I, so I really feel like it's just a, a wonderful, and they have such good chemistry together. Um, they really do. They really do, just even as just friends. I'm just I was kidding about the shipping. Not really. But anyway. Um uh,
1: Man, it, if you know, Arya and, and 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 Gentry get together and you know, I just it, I'm not okay with the I just I'm not okay with the idea of Arya having like a sexual break. No, 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 no. no.
0: It's gonna happen eventually. No, no, I know
1: no. no, no, no. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I remember,
0: just, remember in the original Game of Thrones, the original A Song of Ice and Fire uh, I know. outline, I know. there was a love triangle between Jon, Arya, and Tyrion. I
4: know. Are, are you serious? Uh, yes. Yeah. yes, yes. That's the
0: awesome.
1: original outline. The original outline actually had like Ar- Arya and Jon Snow realize that they're not actually related because he's not Ned Stark's son, and so they can get together, and so they do. Yeah. Oh, it's God. basically
0: Sansa and Jon, but in the books.
2: So, oh, no. Okay, I'm, no,
4: I'm not for that, but I, I am for for the other one. I I want to ship the other thing. <laughs> so, Corey, what, what were you going to say? I, I
3: was just going to say, I could see them ending up together. I don't know that necessarily, like, they're going to, you know, start dating while she's assassinating people.
1: Oh, <laughs> I mean, my gosh, that is such a great spinoff show. You know how there's always, like, the show within the show that we want yeah, to make the spinoff? Yeah. Uh, that would be the great <laughs> off show, Arya and Gendry, a love to kill.
3: Arya goes off to <laughs> Arya goes off to kill someone, while he stays home and he's you know making some armor or banging out a sword or something, you know.
4: Take care of the babies and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like I that. Mean, That's hey, I'd be down to watch that shit too. I, Gendry is a stay-at-home dad. We didn't, we just didn't know it. But I mean, that would be like the coolest
0: had, feminist
3: show. They had that scene where Gendry was. I think I believe it was at Heron Hall and he's banging out some armor. he's shirtless. Ari is sitting on the little barrel eating an apple, and you know she's checking him out, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I always got to, there was a little bit of something there, obviously, there's a bigger age difference back then, but now I mean, so I don't know, I mean, I could see that eventually that's something where they you know end up together after it's all said and done, and maybe. He helps her out in King's Landing while she's there, if she does go there. So,
0: I mean, I, I th- if he is if he is back on the show and right. Arya does go to King's Landing, and that's how they bring him back, you know, that's going to be the new Brienne and Brienne and uh, Tormund, right? Right? That's gonna.
3: That's- yeah, Arya's going to be older now. She's not like ten or something. The last time they saw each other, so I mean, you know, it wouldn't be as weird as it was, you know, before. But we'll see.
0: Well, okay, Corey Smith. I want to talk to you really quick about like I wrote. I wrote a spec piece today about uh, how they might bring um, Gendry back, and I thought that a good way to bring him back. Obviously, my fan it is fan fiction, obviously, but it's just speculation too. But uh, I thought a great way to bring him back was you know his his blacksmithing uh, master, Ho Mott. Uh, in the books, is uh, one of the few people in all the realms that can reforge Valyrian steel. Uh, now they haven't talked about it on the show. They haven't revealed that on the show. In fact, when when Tywin reforged ice, it wasn't uh, Mott that did it. It was somebody else. He brought somebody from Cohort. Actually, um,
1: in 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 the actual show, it's the guy who does all the blacksmithing for the show. Okay. It's actually the it's actually the guy who makes all their swords. They the filmed armor. him, and they just sort of hit... Yeah, they just kind of didn't show his face, but it's not actually an actor. It's a professional.
0: Nice. So, you know, they haven't really talked about it so far, and we've really only gotten a couple of things, like when John was talking to Sam when he came back from Hardhome, how um, Longclaw destroyed the one White Walker, and they were like, well, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's Valyrian Steel that can do it, whatever. Um, but I, I kind of speculated that maybe uh Gendry's been in 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 Flea Bottom, he's been in King's Landing and he's working with his old master again his old blacksmithy master and he teaches him how to reforge Valyrian steel now that makes Gendry an important player in the, in the story to come because we know the white walkers are coming and we know that one of the few substances in the entire world of Westeros that can kill a white walker is either obsidian or Valyrian steel so that would make Gendry if he knew how to ref- if he knew how to reforge it that uh, make him a very important person in Westeros. Uh, people would be like bringing their Valyrian steel daggers and their armor, and reforge this into a weapon so I can kill a White Walker. That's a, that's kind of how I saw it. But I kind of like the way um, Annie said it. I like the way you guys were talking. Like, hey, if if he if if Arya is the one that, that reintroduces him to the show, I like that even better. He's been in Fleet bomb the whole time. He's been he's been keeping a low profile. He's been kind of watching the events unfold. He knows what's happened with the Lannisters. He's seen it all happen. Yeah, he he watched he, the uh, 9/11
1: events in the uh, the Tony neighborhood of Siba. Yeah,
0: basically, yeah. And he saw he saw Cersei do her walk of atonement. But he's been in the shadows the entire time because he looks like Robert Baratheon, and he knows the last time anybody was looking for him, they they killed a bunch of bastards. So he's gotta keep he's gotta keep hiding. And then Arya finds him. I kinda like that a lot better. I like I like your idea way better. I wish I'd have used that today in my spec piece. But uh anyway, um let's talk about Sir Friend Zone a little bit, uh, Isis. Um how do you think Jorah comes back to the show? Do you think he's gonna get healed in season seven? Or is he just gonna come back with his eczema not healed and he's just gonna try to live out his life serving Danny before he dies?
4: I, I think that's what's gonna happen is he's gonna try to um, serve Danny, you know, as much as possible, maybe not directly to Danny, but maybe going back to her, uh, to his family, and uh-huh. saying, hey, you know, there's going to be a, a you know, a woman that's going to come, and she's, her name is Khaleesi, and blah, 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 and she will help you, and, and her, name <laughs> her name you is better Khaleesi, know what her
1: bloody name is,
4: Yeah. And, uh, I just think that, uh, I think it's going to be really interesting that, you know, she, you know, that he could go ahead and as his last act of love for Danny, because I mean, I mean, as far as we know, there's no real, I guess they, they could probably stop it from going from, you know, it's in on his arm right now, but, um, I just don't, I don't know if that, that you necessarily need to keep him. Um, and then if, of, the rumors are hearing correctly that uh, the actor who plays um, Danny's lover, what's his name? Dario. A Dar Well, not Dario. What, what's the actor's name? Uh,
0: Michael Husman. Husman,
4: yes. Um, you know, I guess in several interviews he's been very coy about what his, you know, what his standing is on the show. Um, right. I think that's going to be very interesting to where you know Khaleesi. Probably or Danny thinks that you know uh, that uh, Sir Friendzone's going to come back and help her out or whatever the case may be, and it really and and he will help her out, but just not directly. And then uh, and then you you're going to have the other. I guess we can call him Second Friendzone now. Uh, second Friendzone. Yeah, <laughs> since he's <laughs> the second. Son, right? He's an ex. Yeah. He's not he's a friendzone. Uh, he's an ex boyfriend. Okay. Well. Well. Ex. Um, her ex boyfriend. Whatever. boy toy um, may come in there and and help out. So I. What I, about this? Thing? Listen to this. What if um, Danny's fleet does get scattered and Euron
0: does end up wrecking a lot of her established army, and they're spread out across Westeros, and she has to have help from Dario and the Second Sons, and and then um, of course that would be a great way to reintroduce Jorah. He could come over with them, right? Like. He knows Dario. They're kind of they're sort of friends. They're frenemies, I guess you could say. Um, so he could come over with Dario and they could help out Danny reestablish um, a base in Westeros, I guess, um, what I'm trying to say if if you're on Rex's ships, and he takes a Great Joy hostage and he kills a sand snake, then he's going to be doing a lot more damage than just that, right? right. Like yeah. if he's going to be able to get to one of his one of his family members and kidnap them, and if he's going to be able to kill one of or more than one of the sand snakes, then he's going to do a lot more damage than just sneaking in and taking those people. He's going to, he's going to wreck a lot of her fleet, and I have a feeling that if that happens, you're going to see a lot of death and destruction from Danny's army. Man, and we uh, thought it was going
1: to be easy for Danny.
0: We thought it was going to be easy, right? She was going to roll right in, take over, and uh, go fight the White Walkers, but. Um, man, the way it's looking, maybe she doesn't. Maybe, maybe she has a harder time than we initially thought. And maybe the the theory that Corey Smith talked about a few weeks ago that maybe she gets captured and taken to King's Landing and shown the Dragon Pit, like this is where your ancestors killed their dragons, like this is where the last dragon died. this is where you're gonna die. That would be oh
1: my god, that would be so funny. a
0: crazy, insane twist. And I have to give Corey Smith all the credit for that one. Yeah, yeah, I
4: don't get enough credit.
0: No respect. No respect. <laughs> no respect. Anyway, that's it for the news that we've had so far. There's there's some filming news, like filming locations, and I think there's a buried spoiler of a battle in one of those filming locations that Dan wrote about today. So if you want to go find that, I'll go to winnerscoming.net. Check that check out that article. It's by Dan. Um, it's filming locations and a minor spoiler about a battle. Check that out. Um, we, that's it for now that we have as far as spoilers and news go. Um, we'll have more to talk about next week when we find out who from Game of Thrones, if anybody from Game of Thrones won any of the major primetime Emmys. Uh, we'll talk about that next week, and hopefully we'll have some more news to talk about. But for now, uh, I'm your host Razor, this has been Take the Black, and for Corey Smith, for Annie, and for Isis, once again, we want to say happy birthday to Isis. Uh, and, uh, for Corey Throne, who had to jump off early, uh, for his real job, uh, I want to say thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week a lot bye